Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is your boy, Stevie Jobber. And it's your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Yes, sir. You got the intro right this week. We did it. We did it. We got it right. We got it right. It's all about redemption, man. There you go. And we're going to start off the pod, the wrestler. Whoa. We're going to start off the pod with the wrestler of the pod. Um, The wrestler of the pod this week is Rika Wild. It was a shout out on a previous pod and was uh, featured on an episode of All About Wrestling, if I'm I'm correct. He definitely was. Shout out to Bobby Rassels. Rika Wild has been uh, the VOH King of Promos champion and VOH Tag Team champions. He's known as the Barker of the Bazaar. So if you get a chance, if you're on Twitter, if you're on IG, go look up Rika Wild. Uh, or if he's in your city at any time, go see him live, man. He he has an amazing look. I'm all about great looks, great gimmicks. And uh, he seems very entertaining, especially amongst the circle. So, yes. uh, shout out to wrestler of the pod, Rika Wild. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, heads up, you might hear some thunderstorms because Duke <laughs> is, it, to his credit, is recording during a thunderstorm in Florida. So he's, he's roughing it out with us for this week. Um, the first thing I want to get to, because we don't want to, we don't want to, um, risk the power going out or anything while Duke is recording, even though he's he's on his phone. So we're we're gonna we're gonna be able to get through the whole pod, but just so we don't use too much of your time, let's run down the big the the small stuff first. Get some quick opinions, and then we'll get to the the biggest news, uh, which we all know because it, you know it's taken over the wrestling world this week. Yeah. The small stuff I want to get through, uh, first off, Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mickey James has announced her, or possibly her last run. I mean, I know wrestlers never really retire, but Mickey James cut a promo about a week or two ago saying it's going to be her last ride. And it's uh, it's title or bust for her. And mm-hmm. uh, do we have any any special words or moments we want to share uh, about the legendary Mickey James. Honestly, I mean, she deserves it. I mean, she she deserves her last, you know, ride into the sunset. She's had a hell of a career between WWE and Impact and the other places that she's been. So if she's really serious about, you know, calling it a career, then more power to her, man. She she deserves a break. She's been one of the one of the greats of the last decade and decade and a half. Mm-hmm. So I I have no gripes with it. If she wants to go, by all means, I'm here for her last ride. Do you think if Triple H calls her after she retires, she'll come out of retirement? Uh, I mean, never say never because you know, look at Edge. We we mm-hmm. we thought Edge was a goner, mm-hmm. and now look at Kurt. People are saying Kurt might have one last hurrah in him. So you you really can never say never, but I mean, I me personally, if I was her, I've I've accomplished everything that I can accomplish. Mm-hmm. So and I still have my health. Mm-hmm. I 
this would probably be the end of the line for me for now if I was her. Well, hopefully, hopefully this ends if it's if it's the way I want it to end. Hopefully it ends with her getting one last shot at the title against who could be the new Impact Knockouts Women's Champion, Masha Slamovich. Because Masha Slamovich, the very first wrestler of the pod, this year is going two bound for glory up against another wrestler of the pod, Jordan Grace, for the Impact Knockout Women's Championship. And I could not be prouder of Masha. And it's been amazing from the start of this pod up until this point to see her rise from the general indies coming back from Japan all the way to this impact deal, all the way to going up against the knockouts world champion. So I'm just super excited for that. Hopefully, uh, I know they're put on a banger in match, but I'm hoping that Masha becomes uh, impact knockouts champion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's Masha's time, so let's let, let's just give it to Masha and see what she can do and see if she can actually run with the ball for Impact. I've been hearing a lot of good things from other pods and other people's opinions. Impact has always been really good ever since they're like big boost in roster and and just who after they've moved to AXS period really. So shout out to them. This has been uh, amazing to see the comeback of Impact and the rise of Masha Slamovich. So I'm excited for Bound for Glory. And now that I know most of their pay-per-views are like 10 bucks on fight, I'm definitely going to watch a lot more. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll probably definitely be watching Bound for Glory live as it happens. You know what? I, now that you mentioned it, I'll probably end up doing the same thing. Right, because now it's like, oh, if I don't have anything to do that weekend, I'm definitely going to check that out because mm-hmm. now I know it's not costing me anything, right? Yeah. Um, I want to get to some quick Impact stuff, not Impact stuff, some NXT stuff uh, because they did have their NXT Worlds Collide where they unified some of the titles or all yep. of the titles, really. So I just want to get to um, a few of your opinions right or wrong, just a few words on some of the results. Uh, Ricochet versus Carmelo. Carmelo goes over in a great showing. Was it the right decision for Melo to hold the title still, or should they maybe have given it to Ricochet? No. keep. I, I would have kept it on Carmelo Hayes because that dude's money right now, and he's probably one of the best things NXT has going for it. The match with Ricochet was a banger. It was probably... Uh, Carmelo's best match and Ricochet needed to go back down to NXT just even if it's just for a moment just to get his juices flowing again get him back in the groove of things because mm-hmm. that's ultimately where he shined so I have no gripes with the match the match itself was great and yeah I think the right call was made to keep the belt on maybe keep the belt on Carmelo yeah um, and and I, I I see Ricochet's down there for probably more than one week, so they might they might end up doing this um, more than once, maybe hopefully a trilogy if we're lucky. Uh, Mandy Rose in a decision I didn't I didn't quite agree with for 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 a couple reasons. One mainly, 
uh, Mandy Rose came out as the unified NXT women's champion against B. Presley and uh, Mako Satamora. Now, B. Presley, I believe, took the loss, but I don't know that I agree with Mandy Rose winning the belt, not because Mandy doesn't deserve it, but because I, I really believe that Mandy was ready for main roster. What do you think about uh, Mandy winning instead of Mako Satamora? Um, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I believe the – I would say you bring Mandy up when you're ready to bring all of Toxic Attraction, and I don't think right now they're ready for all of Toxic Attraction. Like, they already have a three-woman stable with Bailey, Io Sky, and Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. So – I don't think this would have been the right time for it. I would say maybe after Survivor Series, that would okay. be the best bet. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm not too upset with Mandy keeping the belt and unifying the other ones because Mandy's doing great things right now. So it's for me, it's not a terrible thing, but I'm I agree with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly, of course, Brown Breaker smashes Tyler Bate. I mean, they had what was called probably Braun Breaker's best match. But I think in reality, we all knew Braun was, was winning that belt. I, now, I, I don't know that Braun isn't ready for main roster because part of me was thinking that too. He's kind of a blank slate. I mean, character-wise, he doesn't have a lot of dimensions to him. But the way that Braun is athletically and the way that Braun is in promos, he's almost so generic that he's ready, you know, and the main roster could just be somewhere where they, the only thing to work on would be storylines that give him character. He's very much like Big E when Big E first came up. Because yes. remember, Big E was just the muscle guy and the powerhouse. He didn't talk much. He was generic. He, he looked like a created character in 2K. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over time, you know, he just developed his own character and became his own thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody knew everybody knew Braun was going to be Tyler Bate. I don't think there was a big shock there. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so either. And I love Tyler Bate. That's no discredit to Tyler Bate at all. He's gone yeah. up against monsters his whole career, really. But I, you've just never seen him being the guy to take down. Even though it's David all the time, Goliath always seems to win. Yeah. Always. Um, so hopefully they go somewhere with that. I wouldn't mind Tyler Bate being called up. But to move on to the bigger WWE things, some quick stuff from Clash at the Castle. Damage control wins. I think we all saw that one come. Mm-hmm. Gunther versus Sheamus and the return of Imperium. Oh, my God. Fucking Amazing. Oh my god. I didn't I don't think I saw one legitimate wrestling move in the entire match. I think all of it was just hitting each other really really hard. Hey, sometimes that's the best thing to do. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You got two guys who can smash each other and just beat the snot out of each other. Mm. That's the best move sometimes. Mm. I mean, and- it, it, it they got the place going too, man. Dude, I have no complaints about that match. Everything to me was perfect. Yeah, they went out there and, and just took over the place, man. They were roaring by the arguably, time they finished. 
arguably the best match of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, what I what I won't say was the best match of the night. I might have uh, my rant of the week here. So what did you think about, because there's two aspects of this I want to get to. What did you think about Liv versus Shayna, the match? Um, I'm torn. Part of me wants to say I liked it. Part of me also wants to say I don't like it. It's just like a weird dynamic. It's, I thought they could have did more. I mm-hmm. thought it could have been better. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Liv gets to keep the belt for a little bit longer. But it was just, it was meh for me. It was like, eh, it was like a teeter. It was. Were you happy that she won clean? Again, yes and no because the the, the the better the better judgment of me says it should be a no, unless you're going to wind up having Shayna just eventually snap and start destroying everyone. Well, that gets me to the second thing I want to get to before my possible rant. Ronda this week, Ronda this week was confronted by Shayna, friendly. You know, they're still they're still friends. They they patched up whatever that was the first week. And Rhonda goes, um, hey, just let me know when you're ready to start breaking limbs and taking over this division together. Now, do you think Rhonda and Shayna team after they both lose to live and they take over the women's tag division? Or do you think this is just going to be like a two-man power trip? I, I, I'm, I don't – whoopsies. <laughs> Undertaker's coming out. I don't think it's going to be either, to be honest with you. I would think that this is just going to be the point where Shayna's just going to go her own route and say Ronda woke her up and then mm. – Go after Ronda. Okay. Okay. That's an interesting dynamic. I think, because I think you could potentially build that as a women's main event of WrestleMania. Ronda versus Shayna? Mm-hmm. I could see it. My girl deserves it. She deserves it. She's worked so think, hard. I think we're both agreeing on who goes over in that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So, ran of the week time. I'm watching, I'm watching Shayna versus Liv. And I want to preference this with, I love Liv. We love Liv. Duke loves Liv a little more than I do, but I, I love Liv. I will neither confirm nor deny. I have watched Liv since the early days of NXT. When her whole character was Jersey Girl wrestles. And I've watched her from Jersey Girl that wrestles to Jersey Girl that wrestles with emo people to finding out who Liv is as a person. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, honestly, 
her ring, her end ring has not really improved <laughs> over all of those years. And that is not a knock to live. That is just the truth from somebody that has watched her over all of these years. In ring, I have not seen her get much better. That is not a problem for me. I am just preferencing that for the conversation. As I'm watching Liv versus Shayna, I am watching Liv get absolutely destroyed and having random moments where there is a half comeback because she just found a second wind or something. And then she gets destroyed again and then half comeback and then destroyed again until full comeback and she wins the match. And I'm upset because I'm watching it going. So they went with the she just won't quit story for the match. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling myself, yeah, that sucks. That sucks for two reasons. One, because the problem everybody had with Liv, the reason they were booing her, yes, was because she hadn't won clean yet. But it was because Liv, as far as her competitors thus far, has looked incredibly weak. And they couldn't find an angle to pull off Liv looking like she should be a champ with dominant competitors. Yeah. So half of the boos were management related because they hadn't found a way for Liv to win clean. Totally understandable. And the other complaint was, well, she just doesn't look as good as everybody else in the ring now. And I'm going to tell you what the problem with Clash at the Castle was. The, the change that needed to happen did not happen. Mm-hmm. You guys went with the storyline that while letting Liv win clean still somehow made her look weaker than everyone else she was up against. Liv got absolutely destroyed in there, which she should have. Correct. The problem was she won clean. And, and I get it. It's, it's a conflict of interest because we want her to win clean because we love Liv and we support Liv. But at the same time, Liv has to look like she can beat these people. They shouldn't have went with some story about her heart. Nobody gives a shit about her heart when you're wrestling a 20-minute match against somebody that knows how to wrestle. Mm -hmm. They should have gone with some sort of story that put Liv in the same category as Shayna, as... Rhonda as Oscar as Bailey as somebody that feels and wrestles legit. I th- but I think that's where they're where they kind of have a handicap is because she can't. She she's with she's going up against all these monsters. You figure she's got Rhonda. Like when you see Rhonda and Liv in real life and in wrestling, you know Rhonda's gonna win. You see Liv and Shayna in real life and in wrestling, you know Shayna's going to win. So they, 
it's kind of difficult when you think about it. Well, well, then here's my thing. This is this is the reason why I'm angry. This is the reason for the rant. Then it's time for a change. Either you have to find a way creatively to tell a story in the ring that doesn't make Liv look so freaking weak mm-hmm. and make me feel like she deserved to win clean over these people. Yeah. Or you have to get the belt off of Liv. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to see Liv lose the belt because I've been rallying for Liv to win the belt for a while. Yeah. But I got to be honest with you. Everybody's getting time now. And what yeah. that means is we're going to start really seeing who can wrestle and who can't. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, that means creative, as far as the matches go, have a bigger, uh, a bigger responsibility to make the people they decide to go with look legit. So yeah. why don't we figure out how to give Liv a wrestling story better than, oh, she just has more heart than everybody else? Yeah. People bought Rey Mysterio having more heart than everybody else, and that made up for him getting destroyed in there because Rey Mysterio wrestled amazingly. You can't yeah. use that same story with Liv. It's not going to work. No. So you got to find some sort of way for Liv to look like she can legitimately beat these people, or you have to get the belt off of her. Mm-hmm. It's time for a change. Otherwise, they're gonna, she's going to keep going to places that care about wrestling, like Chicago or Philly or somewhere, and they're going to start booing her again because while you're giving her clean wins, now it just looks like you're putting over this person that clearly is not as good as everyone else. So mm-hmm. you either turn her heel, which I don't think is a great idea, no, or you right find now. some way creatively to do the work in the matches to tell a story that works to her benefit. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep watching Liv Morgan beat people she like Oscar, Ronda, and Shayna, and it not even look close. It didn't even look close. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have her win clean, and be a respected champion for three to six months, she's got to start looking like she can really beat these people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see Mikey Whiprack as ECW world champion. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, it just, it. you need to find some sort of way for her to be, I don't know if she needs to be more risque, like if she needs to be more Jeff Hardy, uh, I don't know if she needs certain power moves, like certain, like, I I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you need to change something in her moveset, if you need to change something about her psychology, change something about her promos, but a change needs to happen if we're going to continue with Liv as champion and keep putting her up against monsters. Otherwise, you better start finding people like um, I don't know, Aaliyah mm-hmm. and start making the main eventers because it's not going to work. I agree. I agree. I mean, something does have to give here. I don't, I don't, I actually kind of agree with your Jeff Hardy thing. I think if you made her a little more edgy and extreme, that might help her a little bit, but because the nice girl thing is one thing, but if, if, and unless she starts like really, Shane McManning out here. Like, yeah, just, just go crazy. 
because you have to start making it. You have to be real about how steep the competition is. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the people that have, I get there's some blind live fans because after she beat her clean, I, w- I went on Twitter because I'm more on Twitter than Instagram just to see what the feelings were of the match. And a lot of people were happy that she finally won clean. But there were a few in there that were like, yo, that made no sense. Mm-hmm. This is BS. She got destroyed out there. There's no way she should have won that. Yeah. And it the story didn't have to be that way. Y'all could have y'all could have worked out her moveset to a place that looked like she could capitalize all her biggest moves to have a couple runs in there, other than having a burst of angry fury before she could smash down again. Mm-hmm. Because you could have you already really told that story with Rhonda. And I'm not gonna watch six months of live barely getting by because you yeah. know what ha- you know what's gonna happen when live goes into a, a city that cares about wrestling they're gonna boo her on night yep and that's not good for her or the company or the company because now y'all in this weird john cena space where sometimes she's loved and sometimes she's hated because y'all just have her beat people she should not be beating pretty much while not improving on her wrestling or the story at all. Yeah. Um, so it's time for a change. That's my rant of the week. Uh, it's time. Enough is enough. And it's time for a change. With Liv Morgan's title uh, creative. I agree. Uh, moving past that, Seth and Riddle has been amazing. Can we just mm-hmm. take a second to. Appreciate the the masterful artwork that these two are performing. I mean, they are just creating a new, a new kayfabe and just topping it off with amazing matches. And I'm just loving every bit of it. You and me both. They're they're doing some great stuff, man. Arguably, some of the best stuff on TV right now. Did did they get you with Seth's um, after they cut uh, uh, shoot on Matt Riddle? And his wife and kids. Oh yeah, that I'm not gonna lie. That was that was kind of dope. I was like, oh wait, that was one of the few moments where you can't tell if it's legit or not. Yes. Shout out to Triple H for making me believe in the new kayfabe. Mm-hmm. Cause that got me. I and like, making oh, everything okay. TV 14 again. Yeah, and play, and paying for uh 10 F bomb or like three F bombs in a in a mm-hmm. show. Shout out to Triple H for that. I know they were getting Three F-bombs, they did three of them. I was like, oh, that's money right there. They got to pay for all of those. Uh huh. Three F-bombs and I, I believe like three moments where he called him a bitch ass. and <laughs> That too, yeah. <laughs> nobody likes your bitch ass. That, that, that uh, profanity Yo. budget went through the roof right Yo, there. Yo, man. Oh, so good. So good. I just wish Riddle would stop. Well, I wish I wish the entrance wasn't so ha- uh, uh, happy, you know. Yeah. Ugh, I just wish it wasn't so happy, Dory. Like I get it that he he flips that switch. That's why. He's so you know he's he's like he's like RVD. If uh, if when the bell rang, RVD turned into like Ken Shamrock. <laughs> so, I th- I thought you were gonna say Festus, like when oh, the bell they, rang. I was Festus thinking Festus. Was... I was thinking Festus. I just didn't want to say it. 
Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I get the idea, but I just sometimes you just need that serious entrance. Uh-huh. It's like I didn't come here for games. I came to kick somebody's ass, man. Yeah. Um, I thought that was the right time to do it. But other than that, these two are just just creating absolute magic, man. Absolute magic. Yeah, without question. Um, and speaking of absolute magic, I thought it was so masterful the way they've done Drew versus Roman as far as the match, the conclusion, and the follow-up. Yeah. So they do Broken Dreams. He didn't actually come out to it, which I'm, I I I kind of pinned the reason he lost on that. I was like... <laughs> Had he actually came out to Broken Dreams, maybe he'd have won. Yeah. Um, but they did give us a nice little clip in there, even though they said no. <laughs> <laughs> that was it was probably a compromise. They was like, we can put together a video package, but no, no. And you have to yeah. come out with the sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we weren't bargaining for either. No. Nobody really wanted to see that sword. Not really. Uh, but they played us a little video package of Broken Dreams, which was sweet. Um, and then they just went out there and had a banger of a match. It was it was freaking lightning in a bottle. And Honestly, it clashed at the castle. I could watch Drew and Roman fight forever and never get tired of it. They they do really good work together. They have great yeah. chemistry. Yeah, they 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 gel well with one another in the ring, telling mm-hmm. a story and performing. They're they're really great. I I could watch them a million times over and never get tired. Yeah, they they did it. They did a really masterful job in there, and um, even with the other elements, the the carrying cross and the stands, mm-hmm. uh, throwing a water bottle, <laughs> just to, just to be involved in some sort of way. <laughs> they put they pulled a Nate Diaz. <laughs> Um, and then Austin Theory still failing at his caches, which, by the way, is is I'm I'm cool with that. I'm cool with like uh-huh. every time, but because you have to remember, Roman only shows up but so many times. Now. Yeah. So every time he has to match you, almost you, you almost you want to be like, dude, like wait until the opportune time. But when you when you have a champion that rarely ever wrestles, you kind of have to capitalize at every single moment you can cash in. Yeah, so now we just got to, like, automatically assume every time Roman appears, Theory's going to try to cash in. And I'm with it. I'm with <laughs> I'm with Austin coming out, like, I'm Finding. with it for at least three more times. I'm, I'm with it for Austin just coming out and failing, like, three times. Yeah, just <laughs> at least three more times. Come up with a new way to fail. Like, next time, have Sola Sokoa kick him or something. Yes, just every single time they find a different way to screw him out of cashing in. I mm-hmm. love that. I'd love that. That would be hilarious. Um, as he as, like as he gets closer and closer to becoming the guy, or like, but or they they start correcting all the areas where he needs to change to be a world champion. Yeah. Every step he'll like he'll change something and get better, and then he'll fail, and then he'll he'll change something and get better, try to cash in and fail again. And then <laughs> until we have everything we need for him to be a world champion. Just every time Roman wrestles, he'll come out and fail. Yeah. It'll be comic relief in the midst of, like, chaos. Um, so I enjoyed that. Yeah, let's talk about the end uh, where Solo Sokoa 
comes out of nowhere to save my guy and help Roman retain once again for the bloodline. I'm glad he's up. I really am. And I'm glad they, they acknowledged it right away that, you know, he's family. He's the little brother for the Usos. Mm -hmm. Like they, they made, they made sure we know exactly who he is, but they didn't make him an Uso. They just, they said, he's our little brother. Mm -hmm. This is who he is. This is what he's here to do. He's essentially the muscle with Roman. And he's, he's, they already said that, you know, he wants to be on his own, but when you mess with the family, that's when he comes in. So that just tells you right there, they already got aspirations for him to be a singles champion. I think he's going to be what I initially thought Jay Uso was going to be. Mm-hmm. Cause I see him walking up the ramp with Roman at the end of the show. And I go, that mid card division is in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> make our division is in trouble they are gonna they're, they're gonna have to figure out quick though he's gonna be gonna the, he's gonna be the dog our title on yeah yeah he's gonna be the dog for them though because i don't think you gotta i don't think you can have him beat gunther right now no 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 gunther is gunther is too much but but if you if you saw smackdown you can kind of see how they're they're putting them in a forefront. So when you don't have Roman, he's he's the second guy. Like he's second. He's second up. Yeah. And Sam, he's the war dog, and Sammy is the sacrificial lamb. Pretty much. And the Usos are just, you know, the Usos. They're they're just the insurance. Yeah, they're they're the insurance policy. So I feel like they found an interesting dynamic here where Roman can like have a faction that represents him that can all still get pushed like main eventers mm-hmm. while not having to show up which is an amazing like I, I don't know if I've ever really seen that done before like the way that he rules as champion is kind of really on a different level yeah just his presence, how they can just write storylines without him, but still, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy the way they've worked this out. But I, I'm definitely happy they called Solo up because they were doing nothing with him in NXT. And I almost thought it has to be for a reason. Yeah. Because he always got a spotlight. He always was up against somebody very good, but he never won a title. And I don't know. He just kind of never elevated from where he was, even though he was clearly like a hot commodity on the show. So I was like, it's got to be they, they got to He's got to be ready. That, that has to be what it is. He has to be like ready for the call up. That's got to be the only reason they're like not doing anything with him. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm glad he's there. He's clearly going to be the front man for them. And he's got to be their their mid card guy. So I'm, I'm sure this will be, you know, a few, you do a few months of Roman's muscle to get adjusted to main roster, establish some great wins. He's clearly the ballsiest one in the group, which is why he's the muscle. Yep. Drew's coming down the ramp, everybody's scattering solos, and they're like, let's go. 
So he's he's gonna be the rabid dog for them. He's gonna be the gatekeeper. You don't get the Roma unless you go through solo. Pretty much. And I'm excited for that because we get to see him in a whole new light that we a didn't really get light. to see before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about that. The little brother is the, is the muscle, mm-hmm. is the gatekeeper. And that puts him at such a high level. Um, like I said, it's like he's he's who I thought Jay was going to be. Uh, that's who Jay was initially. He was, you know, he was the he was the dog. He's I'm going I'm to get him. Yeah. And now it's solo. Now you got somebody that is really uh, um, really about that life, really about that life. So Jay can Jay can be that for the tag division because they need somebody in the tag division. But really, Solo is going to be their their mid card guy, that big muscle guy, that I'm gonna go get him guy. And I'm I'm excited for that man. Now they just need a woman. Mm. Tamina, <laughs> I'm waiting for. I really I really am so waiting for. It. I would really love that. And I really want them to do that. I really am waiting for Tamita to get some sort of push that she deserves mm-hmm. for the singles division. Like tag team is okay. Being one of the longest reigning tag champions is something, but come on, man. How long has Tamita been here? Can she get one one legit shot at it? Yeah. Can come on. Can we just send her out there with the Usos to go get those belts? Yeah, you know I mean, just just come on. Please. I'm here for it. Please. And it's not like she don't know how to be entertaining. The one shot they really did give her, she was amazing. The whole promo run, and then they had her lose the match. Yeah. That shit was corny. Um, But moving on to the bigger news. The biggest news of Clash of the Castle that is pouring over into this week, I think, has to be young Dominic Mysterio. Helping Edge and Ray beat the Judgment Day, and then turning on Edge and Ray in front of the Judgment Day, and joining mm-hmm. the Judgment Day. Because what Poppy wants, Poppy's gonna get. <laughs> he doesn't listen to you anymore, Ray. Yo, man, it, I, I almost feel like you have to get behind Dom. Now you do, right? Like, I don't even think it was wrong. I don't even think it was wrong on what he did. Like, not even, not even a little bit. I mean, three strikes, you're out, buddy. That's how it goes for me, man. Like, first off, Dad picks him first for the match. All right, cool, whatever. Then you're going to come out in a mask. Come on, dog. A mask, though. A mask. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Then you do my move? That's a family move. You out here doing my move? Your name come is Edge. On, you, you're not, your name is Edge. You're not Uncle Edge. Not Uncle Edge. I don't give you permission to do the freaking 619, dog. Just because you're in a match with him? Hell no. Hell no. Then I'm the reason y'all win. And when y'all celebrating, y'all buddied up together while I'm over here in the corner? Mm-hmm. Nah, man. Nah, man. I got to kick somebody in the nuts. We not doing this. 
you're not doing this. Were you waiting for it? Were you ready? Were you ready? Did it shock you? Yes and no. It didn't shock me because I expected it to happen sooner or later. Yes. It shocked me because they had the balls to do it at an overseas pay-per-view. That's why it shocked me. I did hear that a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very ballsy to do it in an overseas pay-per-view. But I feel like they came out of it with Dom being like the hottest person on the show after that. Yeah, yeah. He he definitely was the talk of the show after that. Man, I was so high. And the way he ripped off the shirt, like... uh, I'm going to tell you what did it for me. After he kicked him in the nuts... And Edge goes down and he's on his knees <laughs> and Ray comes over to to try and stop it. And he, <laughs> I don't know why they did this. I, <laughs> I have no idea why this was a thing. Dom starts taking off his shoe. <laughs> that, that threw me off too. I'm not going to lie. I don't know I've never, what. I've never seen like what the what the thought process is for that? Like like maybe something was poking him in his shoe. I've never yeah. seen somebody so angry. They started taking their shoes off. Like <laughs> he kicked them in the nuts. Like we ain't taking our shirt off first. No, straight to the shoes, man. Like he Ray comes over to stop him. He pushes Ray off, takes his shoe off in like two seconds. And then grab Edge's grab Edge's face. I can't tell you what he yelled into it, but I know he meant it. Whatever, he, whatever he said to him, he meant that shit. Like, were, were you trying to Zohan this man and be like, "Smell it, smell it"? Now take it. Here comes the double foot. Oh man! But it, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why he took his shoes off. But I, in that moment, I knew like it was over. It was over. He got- he got some shit on his shoes. That's why he took his shoes off. <laughs> he was like, maybe those are the shoes Edge gave him. Maybe. <laughs> I don't need your shoes no more, Uncle Edge. Fuck your shoes, Edge. <laughs> Walk a mile in my shoes. Here you go. Oh, shit. oh man. Are we excited, though? Like, I've been seeing, I, he's, 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 he's not disowning the Mysterio name. So my 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 Dominic Guerrero storyline hasn't happened yet, but he's he's definitely in his own right now. He 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 could become Dominic Ripley soon. You never know. <laughs> he he could take Rhea's last name. Dominic Ripley? No. Oh my god! Now now that I say it, I could see it happening. Remember, Eddie and China were a thing. Oh, my God. She's she definitely pop- wore the pants in that. She definitely wore she, the pants she, in that. She is his poppy now, so. No, nah, but you, pop- know what the, you know what the flyest thing in the world would be? What? If he started coming to the ring with Rhea, with a black rose, how Eddie used to have, <laughs> how Eddie used to have, like, a joy of flowers for China when he came out with it. Uh-huh. Uh, what if he has just like one single black rose like like, <laughs> oh, man. like an emo china and eddie this is bad now i'm getting 
now I'm getting thoughts in my head of the next mixed max challenge. But you but you know you know why it would be bad? Cause I would pop so hard for that shit. <laughs> now now I'm getting flashes to the next mixed max challenge with uh if we ever get Rhea and Dom versus Karrion and, and Scarlet. Yes. Oh my Sc- god. That's the Scarlet match. Ju- Scarlet just turned Scarlet turns the hourglass for them. Dom just walks right up to the hourglass and just lays the black rose right in front of it. Yo, fire. Fire. That's a five-star match already. Uh, I don't even need to see oh, it. That's man. A, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need a build. That is the promo. That's it. Because you already know Cross wears the pants in his relationship and Ripley's going to be the one wearing it for hers. Wait till that. <laughs> I can see that confrontation now. I can see Dom stepping up to carry it and Rhea like get in front of Dom. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yo, I'm ready. That's it. That's it. That's WrestleMania right there. Forget about Dom and Ray. This is this is it. This is it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ripley it's the, with it's Ripley the challenge. Ripley with Dom versus Carrion with versus Scarlet. Versus Carrion with Scarlet. <laughs> oh, my this God. This might be the first ever intergender match at WrestleMania. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And Rhea's going over, too. She's been killing people. <laughs> yeah, damn. Sorry, Rhea's Carrion. Going over, we got, man. Rhea's we, going we, over. We got to put, put Australian Poppy over. He's going, he's going to choke out Dom. And before Dom can tap, Rhea's going to come in here and start tying up Cross into, into, uh-huh. the, into the old he going to tap out. Oh, uh, shoot. That's it right there. That's the one. All right. All right. More important, more important stuff to get to. Um, so, AEW, we got to talk about the fallout of All Out. Yep. Real quick. Shout out to the Motor City Machine Guns um, for standing next to Jay Lethal as they uh, fought Wardlow and FTR. I think uh, Wardlow and FTR definitely should have had their own matches on the show. But you get what you can get. And the Motor- I love the Motor City Machine Guns, of course. Mm-hmm. Love all of that old TNA crowd. Everybody from there, which leads me to the real reason I'm talking about it is because after the match, another uh, TNA original came back in the form of uh, the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe. Congratulations for coming back, Joe. Happy to see it. Waiting for this ROH television deal so I can start caring a little more about these ROH titles. Yeah, very true. Hobbs versus Starks. I didn't see it, but I heard it was an absolute squash. Uh, are you surprised? Not really. Um, I, mm, no. Would I have had it been a squash? No. But it, it's not really surprising because, you know, Starks is going to end up building steam eventually. So, yeah. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. I will say I have to now, I'm ashamed, not ashamed. I was right at the time. But I now have to walk back the comment about 
Hobbs being a generic Biggie ripoff. <laughs> Ever since he knocked the hell out of Ricky Starks, every week he seems to be getting better and better at promos. Yeah. So now I'm invested. I care about Hobbs. Mm. I still got to... I still got to get there a little bit, but, you know, it's not that I didn't ever not care about him. I just cared about him significantly less than the others. I never did. <laughs> Before that Starks promo, if I, I Hobbs had been like, it. me and AEW were done, I'd have been like, hey, man, good riddance. Didn't work out. <laughs> but, but after seeing him since then and the promos he's cut and uh, uh, everything following, now I'm like, okay, all right, this guy's got character. He's a, he's a very good bad guy, and uh, I don't know why I didn't see it before. Probably because they never gave him a spot like this good to be, you know, this genuinely himself. But everything seems fluid. Nothing seems generic. Nothing seems like a ripoff. He just seems like an angry big man. And I, I get it. And it comes yeah. off very natural. Mm-hmm. So I, I like everything they're doing with Hobbs. Yeah, I can agree. Um, for a second. What do you think about Swerve and Our Glory 2 uh, versus The Acclaim? This is probably going to sound bad. I didn't really care for it. Well, I I didn't either. Yeah, it does. It doesn't sound bad. They they had no build, right? Mm-hmm. They just finished beating the ass boys. Yeah, and they just get approached for this swerving our glory match, and I I didn't get it. I I think this was just one of those cases where they were trying to get as <laughs> much on the card as they could. Yeah, and this was something we didn't need right now. Like. We would have been okay without a world title, without a tag title match. But but I'll tell you what the problem that, that they have to deal with now is. Mm-hmm. The problem now is, since they've had the match, everyone loves the acclaimed, and it's not just a, a slogan. Mm-hmm. People were going so hard in the acclaimed match um, that they're doing a second one. The problem that I feel they've run into now is I think the acclaimed have to win. Mm-hmm. I think they acclaimed it so well that they're going to put the titles on them now. Like Tony Khan saw it and was like, oh, we should definitely put the titles on the acclaimed. Like they're actually enjoying this. So this turned into something that was like a thing for the champs to do to y'all losing the belts to the acclaimed. <laughs> like right yeah. away mm-hmm. so I wonder what they're going to do swerving their glory after that they're probably just going to pull the trigger on them fighting each other yeah which I'm I, I'm actually far more here for I, I didn't care about this tag team at all I'll be totally mm-hmm. honest with you I like Keith Lee I like Swerve Scott but together they were just kind of like I don't I didn't, I didn't care like they I get there. yeah I get why they won because mm-hmm. they're amazing but mm-hmm. I mean eh yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what it was for me, too. Uh, any thoughts on Tony Storm winning the interim title? Kind of surprising, to be honest. Really? 
Did you At think it was going to be Britt Baker? Yeah, I. To be fair, I kind of did. I think a big part of me did too. I because they're normally very very high on Britt Baker, so I thought they were just going to go that route again. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. Tony won. It's just it was kind of surprising. I, yeah. I thought because you know Tony's in love with Britt Baker, she's like the face of their women's division right now. So, well, not so much right now, but in, as a whole, she's been the face of it. Mm-hmm. So I thought they were going to go that route again, kind of like they did with certain somebody that I'm sure we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not upset with it. Tony works hard. She busts her ass. She's one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Let us, let us, let's see what we can, what we can, what kind of magic we can make with Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here for it. I, I, I saw it because they were bound to pull the trigger on Tony versus Thunder Rosa, but she had to give up the title, so it just seemed like, all right, well, Tony's winning. Mm-hmm. But again, because of lack of story. It just kind of was like, all right. Yeah, I think that was the downfall with quite a few of these matches. They they just we didn't we weren't invested in the story. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we kind of got to talk about all of that all in one. So before we talk about that, because it's kind of like three points of the story, we all have, we have to talk about all at once. Mm-hmm. Before we get to that to end the show, um, Alistair Black leaves. AEW for seemingly mental health reasons. Um, thoughts? I see right. I, I see writing on the wall right now. I don't think it was entirely mental health reasons. I think he left for something else, for mm. another, for other reasons. Possibly the same reasons. Cody left. Mm. And I just think that we're starting to see dominoes fall, that it's not as great as we think it is. Mm. All right. Well, that's a seed for later. Um, yeah, that's a seed for later. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> seed for later. Well, th- that that trio sprout when when it's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so one more thing before that. Danielson versus Jericho for the custody of Daniel Garcia. It was not actually for the custody of Daniel Garcia, but <laughs> for the custody of Daniel Garcia. Oh my god. But Danielson faces the Lionheart Jericho at ROH and wins because Jericho cheated much to the dismay of Daniel Garcia. Then the following week, Daniel Garcia, after pledging his allegiance to um, Jericho and the the Jericho Appreciation Society, is let down from Jericho cheating to beat Danielson. Um, And after voicing his opinion, is left high and dry in the ROH Pure Championship match against Philly's own Wheeler Yuta. Of Blackpool mm-hmm. Combat Club. Yep. Beats him clean. And in true professional wrestling fashion, as a, as a big sign of respect, Wheeler Yuta shakes his hand. And one of the leaders of the Blackpool Combat Club 
Daniel Garcia's hero, Brian Danielson, comes out and awards him the ROH title and puts it around his waist. Mm-hmm. Down the ramp comes Jericho, uh, distraught, upset. How could, what are you doing? How could you be letting them cheer you and, 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 and champion you in such a way? Mm-hmm. And it just seems like I'm telling you, this this guy's a sports. He's 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 not a sports entertainer, man. Daniel Garcia is a, is a freaking wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's a professional wrestler, man. Yeah. And I I don't know what this is gonna come down to. I mean, I think I do, but I'm not entirely sure what this is coming down to. But it's, I'm thoroughly entertained, and it is doing wonders to make Daniel Garcia a, a main eventer. Absolutely. I, I think um, as far as the match itself for the uh, title, I think it was the right time. You had some great matches as the pure champion. Too. I think they're and, good at, I think that's something Tony's really good at too, is capitalizing on time. But yeah. Keep, but keep going. Well, yeah, you just said it. He, he's good at he usually has the right idea on when to pull the trigger on something to make somebody a champion or to make a match happen. Mm-hmm. That's probably t- Tony's strongest asset. He knows when to make somebody a champion and when it's time to move off of it. Mm-hmm. So I have no gripes with Wheeler you to drop in the belt to Daniel Garcia. I think Daniel's going to do some great things. He can have great matches. Wheeler can probably win the title later down the line again but I'm for sure. now i think i think it's i think it's perfect timing for daniel garcia and for us to see what he can do on his own when he gets his own time definitely definitely all right with that i, I guess uh last thing on the docket kind of combined all three of these things um is this where the uh is this where the clusterfuck comes in yeah, this is this is the clusterfuck. This is the 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 trifecta of uh, the the death triangle, uh, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> following uh, the punk hangman, whatever that was. Yep. Punk fights Moxley for the AEW World Championship. Should be an amazing moment. Um, they have a great match. And Punk wins. Um, the first part of this triangle is that MJF comes back. Mm-hmm. As the mystery... Joker. Uh, as the mystery Joker in the Casino Battle Royal. And now has a shot at the world champion. So show goes off very happy. Mm-hmm. Punk wins. Punk's champ. Punk found himself. I sure found himself after the show. But he found himself yeah. kayfabe in the storyline. Um, won the belt. And now has to face his arch rival MJF again. Or was going to have to face MJF again. Yeah, was. He was going to have to. And then 
<clears throat> second part of the death triangle happens. Punk has a, a, a spot at the media scrum mm-hmm. where he basically um, lost his mind. Yeah. Um, he said some <laughs> very disrespectful things while eating some cake about <laughs> and they say you can't have your cake and eat it too <laughs> well this is why this, this is a prime example of why you cannot do both punk is having his cake and decides to start eating it too and talks about Cole cabana which is sources have kind of confirmed that he brought that up and it wasn't like somebody asking a question him being very fed up at the time and answering it with over honesty he actually just kind of brought it up and decided to talk about Cabana um and bank accounts and lawyer statements and uh just uh, uh a lot of a lot of Things a lot that, of a lot of dirty laundry. Yeah, just a lot of things that probably shouldn't have been said in the public eye about somebody that he essentially does not care about anymore, Cole Cabana. Mm-hmm. And then relayed that into once again taking a shot at Cowboy um, and calling him some very unfavorable things. Um and then coming at EVPs such as the Young Bucks and possibly Kenny Omega that were also very unfavorable. And one of them was uh, something about a target. Um, and just, just, just very disrespectful. Like I would, <laughs> I would repeat some of the things, but I think by now at this point, whoever's listening must have heard these things already. Yeah, I mean, th- this is no secret. Everybody, everybody and their mother knows what what has been said between all the parties. It's not it's not hidden knowledge anymore. Everything is out there, aired in the open. And now people have been bitten, and chairs have been thrown, and this all results in the titles being struck uh, uh, stripped away from the Bucks. Kenny and Sam Punk. They have so, all been likely suspended along with the guy involved in the Sam Punk storyline, Ace Steel. Mm-hmm. Um, along with uh, our good friend Christopher Daniels and some others. Um, and the third point of this death triangle being a good thing uh, Moxley cut an amazing promo the following Wednesday as new trios champs were crowned in the uh, the Death Triangle. Shout out to them. Yeah. Uh, Mox cut an amazing promo after the crazy MJF promo. There's a lot of stuff. This might be more than a triangle. This might be. That's why I said. That, that's why I said this is the clusterfuck. Because Moxley cut an amazing promo, but before he cut that amazing promo, the returning MJF cut his first promo since returning, where he basically said, I don't apologize for anything. I'm actually going to dig deeper into, <laughs> into, yeah. 
he almost did like a part two to his first promo that got him him taken off TV in the first place. So, I mean, this is just a lot. This is just a lot of stuff. How do we say? I think the lightest subject to start with is is Moxley winning it a third time. That's the lightest thing we can start with. Yeah, you, I would I would say you have to. I'm I'm gonna try to tackle everything in one go. Yes. So first things first, I think your best case scenario right now is have Moxley win it. Has to. Because this is a very delicate time for you right now, and you need the most stability possible. Right now, there's probably nobody more stable to be the world champion for your company than Moxley. Mm-hmm. He's probably the most dependable guy you have. Mm-hmm. He's Since he's gotten his, himself in a better headspace, he's one of the more level-headed people. Absolutely. He's in the ring, is he going to be the five-star match machine? No. But is he going to be the quality match machine? More often than not. Yeah. And that's what you need right now. So Moxley winning, I think that's your best bet. It needs to happen. Can MJF win it eventually? Yes. Should he win it eventually? Yes. But for now, keep it with Mox. Don't try to get fancy. Just get yourself back to being stable. The second thing I want to say is, this is what happens when you have talent that has too much power Mm. not just in evps but just too much power for their own good Mm -hmm. you're giving punk too much power right now you're giving the evps too much power right now when a talent has too much power these problems are going to happen i've said it numerous times and i'm going to say it again this is giving me WCW vibes of uh, Hogan and Bischoff <clears throat> in a different light, though. <clears throat> because yeah. when Hogan had too much power, shit just started getting sideways. That's what's happening right now. Punk has too much power, and he's going sideways. He's going off the rails on the EVPs and everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And the EVPs have too much power and they're exerting their power in the wrong way. So I think this whole clusterfuck of the fight where, you know, you're throwing chairs and you're biting people. That's another thing. Why the hell are we biting people? Why are we biting people? It's 2022. We do not need to be Mike Tyson out here. But I digress. Anyway, so... I think what Tony did was the right move. Since none of the, since it seems like you're losing control mm-hmm. and you have your talent that is just going off the walls, mm-hmm. take the belt off of everyone. Yeah. Take everybody it off. Go home. Everybody yeah, go home. Everybody go home. We need to figure this out. We're going to squash it the way we should. Go home, go home, go home. Everybody just leave. And I think he needs to reevaluate the people that he has in certain positions. 
Christopher Daniels, I, I don't think he needs to be in that position right now. The Bucks, I don't think they need to be in a position right now. Kenny is probably the most level-headed one out of all the talent that has a position. And I wouldn't even I, I don't know if I would keep Kenny in that position or not. Mm-hmm. I th- you don't need 857 v- EVPs when out of the 857 that you have, 853 of them are in-ring talent. Mm-hmm. Get you some actual backstage help that their job is strictly backstage. Because mm-hmm. you need you need order and you don't have order right now. Yeah. Who who'd have thought um if given the chance, Jericho would have did WCW all over again? I think that's I think that's the real question. I guess I guess now we know. If well, given the chance, <laughs> Jericho would have done WCW all over again. Well, I don't think it originally started out as a WCW all over again, because at the time when Jericho did it, it wasn't WCW. It was something fresh. It was something new. And they actually were being ran good for a while. Do you think adding Hogan was the problem? Was, was bringing Sam Punk back the, the issue here? Or was this just a, a, a series of events that was bound to happen eventually? I, I think it was the series of events that were bound to happen eventually because you just bring a punk back. Everybody wanted it. You know, talent wanted it. Fans wanted it. And punk was getting the itch again. Yeah. So I don't think it was necessarily bringing him back. Mm-hmm. But he finally got what he wanted. Mm. And I and I think that's where everything started going downhill because he started getting, from my eyes, too big for his britches. Like, was he right about some of the things he said? Absolutely. But you don't need to air it out the way you aired it out. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. all grown men. We're all we all want to succeed and we all want the place we work to thrive. Mm-hmm. Doing what you did puts a target on the place that you work in a very negative light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of leads me to believe when Punk was in WWE and going through all his stuff with management, with Vince and with Triple H. You're going to probably love what I have to say here. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, Uh-oh. Triple H was right. Maybe he just was a dick. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe Punk was really the dick here. And everybody thought, you know, Triple H was trying to bury him because Triple H didn't want to see him succeed. Maybe that's not entirely true. Maybe Punk just is a dick. <laughs> like, dude, maybe you're, he's you're very, just a dick, man. Like maybe you're you're very talented. You're you're very talented. There's no denying it. But when you get everything that you want, you're going to become too big for your britches. You just you, you, maybe you're, you're just that guy. Like, look at Randy. There was a point in time where Randy was very entitled. Yes. Yes. Randy was able to fix it. John yeah, he matured. He grew. John had his moments where he was very entitled too. Mm-hmm. John was able to fix it. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe maybe Punk just can't fix it. Maybe Punk just wants to be very, very entitled. And now that he got everything that he wanted, maybe he thinks that his shit doesn't stink. Maybe being able to compromise what is the issue with Punk. Because I, I, I hear the other guys you mentioned, um, Hunter, Cena, um, Randy, Randy, all of these guys had an ego about them, but at the same time, they were all willing to compromise and to listen and yeah. to stick it out and figure out what was the best thing to do for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they threw their weight around, but you know, eventually they matured out of that to a place where they were like, even if it's not what I think is best, let's give it a shot. Let's see how we make this work for everyone so that this can be a team effort. Mm. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's just, you know, he's all, he's all too about much him. of the control. It's not really about what's the best thing to do for everybody. It's what's best for me. What's best for me. What do I feel like doing? That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that, and, and that's basically what I'm trying to say here because you just said it. They all had moments where they were able to come back down and actually do what was best for everyone. And I don't want to get too off topic or go too far into a rant, but everybody you just named all had those moments. Hunter, he had no problem jobbing out to Jeff when Jeff was in, what was it, 09, when Jeff mm-hmm. got the world title? Mm-hmm. No problem jobbing it out to Jeff. Randy. Randy had no problem jobbing it out to Christian. Mm-hmm. So Christian can get his go. Mm-hmm. Cena. Cena had no problem jobbing it out to Miz. Had no problem jobbing it out to Daniel Bryan. AJ. AJ. Like, he didn't even the, agree with AJ initially. Yeah, so Punk just seems like I don't know, man. It's all for him. And then the Bucks, the same thing. I don't know, man. They, they got to figure it out. They got to figure re- it out. Because I don't think the elite are leaving, but this might be I, it for Punk. I, ironically enough, the one who probably out of everybody we just named for AEW, that is the least dickish and the least like egotistical is the best one of all of them, and that's Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah, Kenny's kind of level-headed, man. Because we've seen Kenny job numerous times at people. Absolutely. He jobbed a Christian. Yeah. When, and in a situation where I never thought Christian could be Kenny Omega, they created a situation where Kenny was able to job to Christian and get Christian over. Maybe Christian just has that... Just has that aura about him that people just like him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe Christian should be the mediator for all of this. Maybe maybe that's what they need sitting in between everybody. Listen, man. <laughs> we don't we don't need talent to mediate right now, but if but maybe Christian, maybe Christian can do it. Later down the line, right? I, I think at this rate, get the people that you don't have in ring right now. Get Mark Henry. Yes. Get Regal. Yes. Get Big Show. Yes. Those are three motherfuckers. Excuse my French. Those are three people that ev- I guarantee you everyone in their mama is going to listen to backstage. Yeah. Yeah. They got to work this out, man. Something has to happen. Something has get, to happen. 
this this is what happens with the new school people. You you need you need some old school people right now. You need some you need some veteran veterans, some mm-hmm. veterans for the veterans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where's Arn when you need him? Yeah, like that, another one. Perfect. Get Arn. Get Arn on the phone. Fit Finley's not doing nothing right now. Get Fit Finley in here. Mm-hmm. Somebody to sit between these guys and figure out what needs to happen for this exactly. To work. Because the they they just kind of left they left Billy uh, a Gunn, huge honey. a huge part of your yeah Billy get Billy you you have Billy right there at your disposal use Billy yeah they got to figure out what what's the best thing to do for everybody because they've left four slots unattended for that are prominent on TV right now absolutely over some things in the back that should have been talked about amongst yourselves and figured out. As men. Mm-hmm. So we, we got to figure out what to do. But credit to Tony for making the right decision after the fact. And yeah, I'm like, mean, yeah, none of these people need to be on TV right now. We're just gonna, I, we're gonna scrap it. I honestly, I honestly agree. I think Tony definitely made the right call. It was probably his only call. It was probably his only it play. It probably was his only call. It's probably the but only call you could have made. I give him a lot of credit for having the balls to do it because that's not an easy move. It's not an easy thing, especially <laughs> since he just won that though. After just losing that though, it is so hard and a difficult storyline to have Punk lose the belt one week, sign up to win, to face him at All Out the next week, win the belt, and then do something so crazy that you have to take the belt off of him the week after it is it is such a roller coaster of events mm-hmm. so yet yeah, very ballsy move to be like this has to be done we got to do it i know this was a, a really like a fumble getting all the way up to this point but they, we got to call it off yeah it's just the right thing to do um but with that being said i think we're i think we're at the end here that was my last point um, unless you had anything on the MJF promo. Um, no, I don't really have anything for the MJF promo. That was something I expected. <laughs> so I'm just glad that we have MJF back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I he I, I will say I do feel kind of bad. He's getting outshadowed right now because of all this mess. I do feel bad about that as well. Yeah. It is a shame that your your like thing is being the most controversial guy there. That's like part of your shtick. And now, but look at, look at your hero. Totally, <laughs> totally taking all the heat away from you. But I will say, I'm glad he's back because they need him right now. Yeah. They need a big player. They needed a big mm-hmm. player back. They definitely did. And this is their, like, this is like their WrestleMania. I think mm-hmm. that's the craziest thing about that. All out is like their WrestleMania. Imagine having the fumble, the world title story, all the way up until Mania, and then having to come on TV the next week and be like, yeah, that whole Mania thing, forget about it. We're going a totally different direction because the guy yeah. that I chose is the right guy to win at the end is not the right guy, and he's messed up everything. I guarantee you five to six years from now, man, th- this is going to be dark side of the ring material. Oh, absolutely. There's already memes about it. Yeah, this 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 will be dark side of the ring. This, this will be probably a be wild a, episode too. This will be AEW's first appearance for dark side of the ring, and hopefully Chris Jericho's narrating. 
I was there for this, and this was not pretty. <laughs> he's got to narrate and he's be gonna, in the story. He's going to be the first guy in the chair. He's going to be the first. He's going to be the first guy in the chair with the dark spotlight, just shaking his head like, "Man, <laughs> this is not what I signed up for." That's going to be those are his be, first words. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. Oh man. Oh, this is uh, so bad. This is so bad. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's get to shout outs. <laughs> this uh, was such a crazy episode. All right. This is, <laughs> let's get to shout outs. All right. Um, oh, I'll start. Okay. Uh, figure four gods. I got them right in front of me. First and foremost, this is always doghouse gaming for all your retro gaming needs. Oh, shout out to my guy. Everything from the from the, the whatever Atari, NES, Super Nintendo, Game Boy Color, whatever. He's got it all. He's got Simpson uh, collectibles that I need to start going and collecting. He's it's just he's got everything up there. Pops are up there. He's got a bunch of Funkos, um, a bunch of retro games, a bunch of just every just go. Guys, like, yeah. if you're on IG, if you're on Facebook, Doghouse Gaming. Um, my next one from Twitter, uh, Burner Shadow V is the Twitter name. Um, Bur- Burner Burner Shadow is the actual name, but Burner Shadow V is if you're typing it in Twitter is is his Twitter name. Um, shout out to him from TikTok. Shout out to. Uh, hopefully I'm getting this right. Naito Photography on TikTok. Um, they do a lot of amazing things uh, to watch on TikTok that'll capture you for a minute or less. Um, and from Twitter and from YouTube, Certified Wrestling Podcast. Um, go listen to them, go follow them, go subscribe to them if you're on YouTube. The uh, Certified Wrestling Podcast, we, inter- we interact with a lot. Um, good friends of ours, good friends of the show. Um, and that'll be my figure for Doghouse, Burner Shadow, uh, Naito Photography, and Certified Wrestling Podcast on YouTube. Okay. All right. So I'm going to jump into my shout outs. We're going to go with some, we're going to go with some of the same people, some different people. First things first, D the Toy Hunter, great friend of the show. You guys, he's on Instagram, he's on YouTube, always doing wrestling figure hunts. If you haven't connected with him yet, definitely make sure that you do. Also, we're going to shout out some of the arcade family. You got Arcade Pop, you got Johnny Funko, and you also have Mr. Awesome. Now, this guy, he's awesome, no pun intended, always (laughs) doing great things. He goes live every Friday with his wrestling trivia. I'm fighting for the trivia championship right now. I'm fighting for my life. I got to get it back. (laughs) <laughs> but make sure you guys tune into his YouTube channel every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, so you can see us do wrestling trivia and watch us just dismantle the competition. And then we got to shout out Bobby Rassel's All About Wrestling podcast. He's got an episode coming out tomorrow. Well, today is where, as you're hearing it. <laughs> so make sure you check him out and his lovely co-host, Mia Moore. And then we're going to shout out official DJ Blade over on Twitch. He's been showing us mad love on his streams and on Instagram. 
So if you haven't checked him out yet, make sure you go check out Official DJ Blade. And those are my shout outs. And I think that covers it. All right, guys. Go follow us on everything you can on IG, Twitter. If you're listening to this on Spotify, leave us a review. Follow us. Um, yeah, YouTube, TikTok. Follow us on the website at Dangerous Drivers, uh, Dangerous Drivers website. Mm-hmm. Com. Um, anything else? Anything else? Yes. Remember, guys, we are still doing on our YouTube channel. Yes. Our giveaway for the entire month of September. Yes. Yes. Make the sure episode you- giveaway. Yes, that's the title, the 100-episode giveaway. So make sure you guys go to that video. You follow all the rules on there so you can be entered in the giveaway. It's going to run the entire month of September. First week of October is when we're going to do the drawing. And you guys are going to get a sweet wrestling-themed mystery box. It's going to be some fire in there. If you've won something from us, you already know we don't we don't lollygag. Yeah, we don't lollygag. It's going to be some fire because it's what we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, and um, if you haven't heard our 100th episode, go back and listen to our 100th episode on YouTube yeah. and all listening platforms. And check out our fill-in-the-blanks, guys. Don't be afraid to DM us. I've I've gotten some um some feedback from some people that listen to, uh, they were listening to fill-in-the-blanks and they really wanted to type something in uh, to answer some of the fill-in-the-blank questions. But uh, I, at that week, I didn't leave anything there for you guys. Feel free to like DM us if you've heard the pod or anything on Twitter or Instagram and be like, oh man, I, I heard that one question and I I just love to 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 put in this input about who I think that should be. And mm-hmm. you know, do, uh, feel free to interact with this guys. Yeah, if you guys want to elaborate on something we talked about, or if you got something that you want to talk about with us, DMs are always open. You can get us on Twitter, on Instagram, anywhere. Just reach out to us and we'll bring you on. All right. I think that does it. All righty. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Hope you have a blessed week. Make sure you guys stay up. Make sure you guys stay blessed. And as always, stay Saskatchewan.